Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 61. My name's Tyler. I'm here with Matt. Matt, I have a question for you. What's going to happen when this podcast gets past the life expectancy of a normal human being? Is that like, what is, what is podcast life expectancy compared to human life expectancy? Hmm. Well, I think human life expectancy is going up. Okay. So maybe for males, it might be something like like 78 or 78 to 80, maybe. So you're saying like, so I'm 44 right now. So that's, that's about 34 years away. So your life is more than half over, Matt. (laughs) So are you saying like, who's going to, what's going to go on longer, Matt's life or this podcast? No, I'm saying like, when, when well, people, when people get old and are not working anymore, sometimes you pull the plug. So do we pull the plug on this podcast if it gets to like the age of an old human and isn't working anymore? Like, Hopefully we're like 30 episodes away from that, but. Oh, I see. So once we, once we hit, are you saying like, once we hit episode 65, then we're like, should be thinking about retirement? Well, that was kind of the like the <clears throat> comparison I was making. But... Okay. All right. Well, maybe we should hang it up. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't really want to yet because I'm still having fun. Yeah. But. I mean, I, I still find it fun to interact with you and with our sponsors. Yeah. And yeah, with let's... listeners. I mean, that's some really good listener conversations. Let's just keep doing it. Okay. Let's, go, let's go for 500. Okay. Well, we can do this week because we are sponsored uh, this week. The lights are back on. <laughs> the lights are back on. Thanks to Jensen Framers in Minneapolis. So thank you, Jensen Framers, for sponsoring episode 61 of the Valley View podcast. Jensen Framers is a family-owned framing business celebrating 56 years in the business this year. We specialize in framing diplomas and other important documents like military honors, certificates, and honorary titles. We also frame paintings, portraits, mosaics, collages and jigsaw puzzles that must be like when you glue the puzzle together you know when you're done i'm gonna be totally honest with you Mm -hmm. i've never been listening less to an ad read so just keep plugging away (laughs) uh we offer a large selection of wood and synthetic frames quick turnaround times and free delivery mean a user-friendly experience for you make your next frame job a jensen frame job find us at jensenframers.com that's jensenframers.com Yeah, no no offense, Jensen. I don't know what it was, but like I just was thinking about NFL player suspensions and I was not paying any attention to Jensen Framers. But thanks for sponsoring. Have you ever needed a framer, Tyler? To frame what? Um, Well, sometimes people will go to the store and buy a or buy a nice piece of artwork and they want (laughs) already something I've never done (laughs) framed or have a diploma. Okay, where is your diploma right now? I don't know. Okay. I think maybe probably at my parents' house. So some people will take their diploma. I have plenty of diplomas. And get it framed and put it on their wall. High school diploma. Right. And to do that, you either need to go like to Walmart or Hobby Lobby and buy like a cheap frame, like standard size. Yeah. Or if it's a really nice piece of artwork, you can buy a custom frame Uh or a poster. Like say there's a poster you like because you got it from a concert or whatever you want to put it up in your house. You want to look nice. So you need a framer. So I will say confidently that I don't think I have ever bought something that I would have needed a framer to, mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Well, someday you may need a framer and Jensen will be there for you. 
Yeah, I don't feel like Maybe. I need to frame my masters, but well, yeah, let's see if the lights stay on for them long enough. <laughs> 56 years. That's not bad. Almost as old as the podcast. So every everyone over at Jensen, um, thank you for uh, listening and sponsoring. And uh, for our listeners, when you need a framer, check them out. All right. I'm recording this podcast wearing a, a Valley View podcast t-shirt. I see that. You know, I actually heard that there are uh, Valley View podcast uh, caps now. Yeah, there are Valley View Podcast hats. Yeah. If you're interested in a VVP hat, let me know. To be honest with you, I have not um, really followed up because uh, I was made aware that they were available and I asked for the link to them and the the involved parties did not send me any kind of a link to them. Mm. So currently there are only three Valley View Podcast hats in existence. Mm. Uh, but if you're interested in in getting one, shout a, uh, shoot a DM to at Pull Votes Tyler, P O L L Votes Tyler on Instagram. Currently doing an alphabet poll on the best letter of the alphabet. Um, shoot me uh, shoot me a DM, and uh, we'll get you one of those uh, one of those Valley View podcast hats mm-hmm. if we can. Yeah, cool. So um, we're averaging like one new piece of merch every year. Yep. <clears throat> okay. But the people that uh, have been creating the merch will likely not be around to create it next year not because they're dead but just because they're going to college okay um maybe that means that we'll be hiring maybe vvp will be hiring a yeah um, please inquire at pull votes tyler for this uh volunteer opportunity to get hired as a volunteer (laughs) volunteer merch maker volunteer (laughs) (laughs) all right what are we talking about today i don't usually know Mm. Um, I'm on like a weird level today. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of all over with my, my topics, which mm-hmm. is better than like not having anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, if I remember right, we're talking about like male grooming. Yeah. Are we talking not about, specifically, but are we talking about male grooming? Because we've noticed uh, an issue out in society at large that we feel like we need to speak into. Um, I'm not, I don't know if you are. I, I had this idea because I got a haircut yesterday. So Tyler got a haircut yesterday. Looks great, by the way. Uh, a week and a, and a day ago, for those of you listening to this live, because mm-hmm. this is being recorded early. Uh, who cut your hair? My father. All right. And is he the usual uh, hair cutter? Yeah, I've never paid for a haircut. Uh-huh. So you don't pay your dad to cut your hair? Nope, because okay. he started cutting it when I was like 10, and I was not paying him then, and he doesn't make me pay him now. Okay, so tell us what the setup is like. Like, does he put a, does he drag a chair from the kitchen out to the back patio and throw a beach towel around you, or how does this? That's work? actually surprisingly close. It's actually it's evolved over the years. <laughs> so when I was younger, he would have a chair up in front of the TV, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I guess I'm thinking of all of my like summer haircuts. But uh, well, no, even in the winter. Anyways. Uh, when I was younger, he would have he would put a chair up in front of the TV and put a towel on the ground and put a towel around me and then cut my hair that way. I only ever he only ever buzzes it like he he puts it to like I think it's like an inch on the top or three quarters of an inch on the top and then like a half inch on the sides. Mm. Um, so he's not using scissors; he's just using no, the clippers. He's just the guard. Okay. Um, he does my beard now too, which is nice. It saves me a lot of time. Oh, it takes really? me like thirty five minutes to do my beard with my little. Cause I'm, I'm trimming it. So it takes me like 35 minutes with this, like, you know, junky little, it's not junky, Ooh. but the little razor that I use. How often do you do in that? Not often, <laughs> not as often as some people would like me to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so typically when I was younger, it would be in front of the TV. He'd drag a chair from the kitchen and I would sit in the kitchen chair with a beach towel below me and around me and he cut my hair and then I would get up and shake all the hair off. And then I would go take a shower to get all the hair that I couldn't shake off. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately he's been wising up because the annoying thing for him about that is that we have to clean up the towel and everything. 
And then he would have to vacuum the area too, because hair always gets on the ground. Yeah. But lately we've just been doing it outside, either in the garage, if it's cold or just like in the front yard, like on the, on the, on the uh, driveway, mm-hmm. if it's uh, warmer mm-hmm. and he just grab a chair that we have outside and I sit on that. And then I don't need a chair under me. He just puts one like around my neck and cuts it. Is it hard to get into the Mark Magnuson um, hairstyling salon? Like, is he usually pretty booked or is it pretty easy to get in? Um, he was really good this time. The thing about having a free haircutter is that uh, if the haircutter's tired, you just don't get your haircut that evening when you come home. <laughs> um, no, he's, but it's usually pretty good. I would say a lot of times the first time I ask, it doesn't work out, but the second time it does. Mm. This time it worked though, because my hair was like really long and it was like really hot. Mm. So. Um, What do you talk about with your dad when he's cutting your hair and who's usually initiating the conversation? Um, Really like anything. I mean, at this point in my life, like usually when I cut my hair, I'm coming home. So Mm. we're just kind of catching up. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we both initiate conversation pretty pretty accurately i mean dad or evenly not accurately mm-hmm. uh i don't know dad if you have any thoughts on this you can dm me at pull votes tyler but you don't have instagram so you can just text me if you want but i feel like we, we initiate pretty evenly has your dad ever made a major mistake while cutting your hair like only once not put the guard on and just started in like on you know totally scalping you or... okay tell us about the once well it was like right after i first grew a beard and he didn't really know how to manage where the beard and the hair meet each other. And he cut part of it like way too short. And I actually didn't think it looked that bad, but he was like, he felt very bad about it. Was he apologetic? Yeah, he felt bad. Huh. But okay, that wasn't really a big deal to me. I just remember it because he was like, oh. Tyler, <clears throat> have you ever used a hair dryer? Um, I don't think so. Do you know what a hair dryer is? Yeah, my mom would always use them. That's why I had to think because I was like, I've definitely seen them a lot. My mom, I've seen my mom use it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I have. It blows really hot air. No, I know. I, I know the concept of a hair dryer. This is not one of those things that I don't understand. I actually think some of them have multiple <laughs> settings where it can be like high or low and high really blasts you with all this hot air. So you say use, like you mean to dry your hair specifically? Or other things. I, I well. think the only time I've used a hairdryer is to shrink the plastic wrap on my windows. Okay. So, you know, I don't know if your family's ever done this, but you can put this plastic uh, on your window on the yeah. inside of the house during the winter to help keep the, the hot air inside and not sure. let all that transfer through the window. So um, you tape up the plastic and then you use a hairdryer to shrink it down. This is a pretty old man conversation. Maybe we are getting yeah, close to retirement. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the only time that I've used a hairdryer. Oh, I was wondering if you had, because you got that nice curly hair. No, oh, thanks. Does it look a little blown dry? Uh, no, it just looks really curly today. It's been kind of long. Okay. But like, I mean that in a good way. Don't don't hear that and then say, I need to go cut my hair now because Tyler said it was looking curly. Oh. I like that look. I like your hair longer. Hey, thanks. I actually um, do have a haircut scheduled. No. Not with Mark. I couldn't get into it. With him. Molly? No, no. I go to a lady named Jessica mm. at Fantastic Sam's. Oh, so she has... doesn't cut for free. No, she has got a couple cats that she has to feed, so oh, I see. she charges. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, hair dryer. The yeah. one funny hair dryer story I have is that uh, when I was in Oklahoma earlier this year, uh, my dad, my brother, and I played disc golf, and we're it was early in the morning, so our shoes got really wet. And so we got back, and my dad used my mom's uh, blow dryer to blow dry our shoes. But my shoes were so cheap. They were like $23 shoes I bought off of Amazon. They literally didn't even have a brand that he melted my shoes <laughs> And then got me new shoes. 
that's my one hair dryer story. That's a good, if you're only going to have one, that's a, that's a really good one. Okay. I've got a couple other questions related to grooming before we get into the book of James. Okay. Um, James is a very important name. Can't wait to, uh, to talk about his book. Yes. Yes, absolutely. One question I wanted to ask you is, do you feel like hair is a little bit more important to the fairer sex than it is to guys? The fairer sex? Yeah. Have you ever heard that term used for, for women? I have never heard that term used for women. That sounds sexist to me almost. Oh, well, it's sexist against us oh, in, I don't in know. favor of them. So not fairer in terms of like more susceptible to getting sunburned, fairer in terms of like better, more beautiful. <laughs> better. Yeah, like totally I would, more fair. I, would, I was asked last week what gender I like better. And I was like, what is that? What, what are you asking me? <laughs> well, I think the, the original question was just boys or girls question mark. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then the follow up was, which do you like better? And I didn't know how to answer that. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, I think hair is more important to girls mm-hmm. than guys. That's been my observation, too. Honestly, I almost think guys hair is more important to girls than guys. Really? Because when my I have there are some kids in this youth group at this church who just berate me whenever I cut my hair. Like I'm ready to just take some punishment on Sunday for cutting my hair. I get called ugly when I cut my hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. Your son just says I look younger, but some of the girls tell me I look ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Well, a lot of, the word ugly has only come out. The word ugly has only come out of the mouth one time, but there's a lot of like, what did you do? And it's coming from the girls. Yeah, not really the guys, no. Okay, all right. Like, guys with hair, well, and, like, yeah, I just, I feel like guys with hair, when your buddy's doing something, like, a little wild with his hair, like, growing his mustache or whatever, like, Uh the guy response is almost always, like, that's awesome, dude, go for it, about hair. Uh But that's not always the girl response. A lot of times the girl response is, no, that would look really ugly. But I guess that is fair, that, like, if, if it was reversed and the girls were, like, lol i'm just gonna like grow out my uh, like armpit hair i feel like i would not say yeah that's awesome go for it that's actually a trend now did you know that armpit hair for girls yeah i think i did know that Uh it's not a trend that um i've seen in anybody that i knew but Mm -hmm. i think i have heard of that generally speaking do you think maybe i'm just sexist though (laughs) Generally speaking, do you think we put too much emphasis on our appearance in our uh, in our society? I mean, yeah, I feel like you, if you're taking a biblical perspective, you have to say that because mm. if we actually didn't care, we'd just all be naked and it'd be fine. Could there ever be a danger of not putting enough emphasis on our appearance? Uh... Could we, let's just say that as a society, we devolve to no one really cares too much about their appearance at some point does that become a problem and like a a marring of the the image of god well i was gonna say it's the reason behind it if the reason that you are not taking care of your appearance is like i think that i'm worthless and so i'm not gonna do anything Mm. then i don't like i don't think that's good but if the reason that you're not keeping up your appearance is like i don't care what i look like i am loved regardless then i think that's fine you know, like, it, is, is it coming out of, like, a, uh, a a grateful heart or a, like, stick it to the man kind of heart? I think that's the, the important question. 
do you ever consider other people? Is it ever right to consider other people when you decide how much attention to give to your appearance? Like should a husband? Uh, yes. Okay. Because you should brush your teeth and put on deodorant. <laughs> Thank you. I will uh, take that under. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I wonder if stank is a result of the fall. Like, do we need deodorant and toothpaste because of the mm. fall? Like, would we have morning breath if the fall wasn't a thing? Mm. I, uh, I don't know. Also, I admire, I admire that you as a 44 year old man were able to just move past me saying stank to consider my question. <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Just one of the many new words that I've learned this week. Yeah, what was the one you learned that we were talking about a couple days ago? Um, I just learned that there's something called uh, shipping. Yeah, shipping. Yeah, it was actually came from the 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 friend of ours from friend of the show from Texas that asked a question was also asking a question about mm-hmm. like me shipping my students. If you don't know what shipping means, it means like pairing them up for a relationship, like matchmaking. Yeah, I didn't really think yeah. it worked to talk about as like a, a mm-hmm. podcast conversation because you wouldn't really have anything to add. But yeah, yeah, no. so. Other than I've been trying to figure out how to appropriately use the word ship. Yeah. And, um, I heard your son is a little bit of a kind of a harsh judge on if you're using it right or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Cause you were giving me your examples of using it and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And your son was not saying that. Yeah. I was getting a lot of red lights um, as I was making those attempts. So anyway, um, let's move to James. Okay? Speaking of red lights. Let's get to James. Let's yeah, let's get to James. So well, actually speaking of lights, the father of heavenly lights. Ah, there, okay. There you go. You like that transition? I do. It took a couple tries, but James, there we go. James one, maybe verse 19 or something like that. that was 17, 17. But I don't know. Okay. So the book of James five chapters in the Greek text. Do you know what the book of James is called? Uh, Jacob. Jacob. It's one of yeah. the like most confusing things to me. I, I feel like it's been explained to me, but I just don't get it. All these all these Jacobs in the Bible are James. Yeah. So if you if you look at a copy of the Greek New Testament. Jacobos. Yeah, you'll see the titles would be ordinarily translated into English as Jacob, but it's been translated as James. I don't know how far back that goes. I should have done some research to figure out, is this a honor? Is this a way to honor King James or oh. how far back? this uh this issue goes um anyway let's just note for the listeners that it's actually the title is actually jacob in the original language yeah but like one-to-one translation yeah Yeah. doesn't change but it doesn't change the um the idea that uh, authorship is by uh, james the brother of jesus like james the pillar of the the early jerusalem church he's a big deal yeah it's just his name is also translated as Jacob in, yeah. the, in the Greek text, right? So it's yeah, not he, like there's a difference. Because he was not one of the 12, right? No, he was yeah. not. The guy who wrote James is not the James that's part of the 12. Right. Maybe there's two Jameses in the 12. I don't remember. James is a big yeah. name. Yeah, so there's James, of... the brother of John. Yeah. And then there's James, the son of Alphaeus, yeah. who were both among the 12. Yeah. And then there's James, the brother of Jesus, yeah. who's and, the author of the... And the James, James. Brandt and James Wearsome and Soren James. A lot of Jameses around. <laughs> exactly. Okay. There's your shout out, Jameses of the world. What what comes to your mind first when we think about the book of James? Uh, saved by works. I win. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's huge. So does this tell you, you better say a little bit more about saved by works. Uh, there's a verse in James where at James two, where he says something to the effect of like, 
now that you know that salvation is uh like not by faith alone but uh, that's probably not right but um yeah like uh let me read it let me read it give me give me give me uh he says uh for as the body apart from the spirit is dead so also faith without works is dead uh what else does he say just to try to make him look really bad uh what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works can that faith save him uh he says show me my show me your faith apart from your works and i will show you my faith by my works uh it says that his faith was completed by his works a lot a lot a lot about how uh, a lot that seems to be uh, elevating works to the place of faith or above faith uh-huh. which is scary for uh save for christians like martin luther who said faith alone yeah luther i mentioned this at the end of the last podcast luther felt really strongly that this book did not belong in the canon of scripture precisely because of the emphasis it places on works um luther of course was the guy who carried the banner for justification by faith um during the protestant reformation um, you can understand this in his mind because, you know, the, the pendulum had been over on the, the Catholic side of, you know, we, we earn the favor of God through participation in the sacraments, through doing these works. And so anything that smacked of works salvation to him, it's understandable that he would have a strong reaction against it. The question right. is, did he go too far? and not really see what the proper role of works actually is. Because to me, it seems like if you're removing, if you're seeking to remove a a book that's been recognized as scripture for 1500 years, you might be going a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's just me. How how would you explain if one of the, one of the students in the student ministry came up to you and said, like, how do you reconcile the teaching of James with like the teaching of Romans four? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you do that? Because it, it, on the one hand, it seems like, you know, no good work is necessary for salvation because all that's necessary is that I trust in Jesus and trust his work. But when I read James, it looks like, oh, man, if there's not enough works in my life, I, should, I, yeah. I, mean, I could be in trouble. I better reassess this whole thing. So I, I would I would uh, subtly flex and say I taught my first sermon on this. My emergency oh, sermon is actually on that. Excellent. Um, okay. The the relationship between faith and works. So if you ever like disappear for a week and then come back, I the the church here will hear about this. Um, but I would just say that um, James is using the word faith in a different way than Paul is. Oh, tell us about that. Uh, Paul. Uh, well, I guess I'll start with James. James is using the word faith to apply to like some belief in some abstract concept that doesn't affect what you do Mm. in any way Mm -hmm. whereas for paul faith is like the the true belief that plays out in what you do Mm -hmm. so for for james to say faith without works is dead he's really saying what i think paul would say if if you asked him about Mm -hmm. the kind of faith james is describing so sorry because when paul talks about faith he like it in the flow of Romans, he talks about how like saved only by faith, only by faith, only by faith. Mm -hmm. And then he says, okay, so should we keep sinning? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like what you do does matter Mm -hmm. because you have faith. Mm -hmm. So, so if I understand you correctly, you see James using faith in a really like the term um, pistis, you know, is the Greek word for faith. Careful. Someone's going to think you're swearing. Yeah. Yeah. He's using that word like to uh, identify a very meager, almost like shell 
faith. That, I don't even that think isn't it's, what yeah. we would call like a robust, you know, fully formed faith in Christ. He's he's using it more as a like a um, a placeholder and like something that might not actually exist, but just like this whole this meager form of faith that says all that's necessary is faith and like there's no requirement laid on me at all when i'm a follower of christ like this idea that is that jesus and paul never intended to be true james is saying like this little shell thing is not like actual faith yeah i would even go so far as to say like that concept like i wonder if faith is the wrong word for it you know Mm -hmm. like i mean it's the word we have because he uses the same word that paul uses Uh but like he's very clearly using it differently Almost like, is, do you think, would you say like mental ascent? Is That's that, actually what like, I said when I, pre- when I preached on it, like yeah. it just in a mental, a mental ascent to abstract concepts that mm-hmm. does not Im- impact the way you live. Okay. It's, it's, okay. it's like, I almost said akin because I wrote a big paper, so I'm using fancy words, yeah. okay. but it's, it's almost the same as like, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head of saying like, well, the, the most obvious example that I don't really like because it's so basic is the like yeah, sure. I believe that chair will hold me. Like you're looking at a chair with like one leg that's like Mm -hmm. falling over. Yeah. I believe it'll hold me, Mm -hmm. but you would never in a million years sit on that chair. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have faith that that chair would hold you. You're just saying it. You're you're mentally ascending to like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I believe it. But if it doesn't impact what you do, you don't actually believe it. Mm -hmm. So James is saying like, yeah, sure. You can say in your head. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a God. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. But so even the demons say that like, if, if it doesn't mean anything for you, you don't actually believe in it in any kind of a meaningful way that matters. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that example. Do, do you think it's possible that James intent here is really more to exhort Christians to be everything that we're supposed to be like that his intent isn't so much to make people like question themselves and like doubt their faith as to exhort and say, Hey, if this is what you confess, like I'm, I'm urging you on to act this way because huh. this is, this is how it really should be when we're confessing Christ. Yeah. I never really thought about it in those terms or said it that way, but I think in light of the book of like the rest of the book of James, yeah, mm-hmm. that's absolutely what he's doing. Like, yeah. like there's so many exhortations in that book, right? Like he's, uh-huh. he's all about like, because you believe this is what you do be- because you have faith. This is how you work it out. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I don't think at any point he's saying like, you're getting saved by what you do mm-hmm. uh, the way the way i said this junior year when i first was under junior year of high school when i was first understanding this concept was I, I said it to my small group leader to make sure that i had it right and i was like you are not saved by what you do you're saved by what you believe which by the very nature of belief will influence what you do yeah yeah amen i believe that and the reason that this conversation is really it, it doesn't trouble me you know then this issue that james bring up brings up is because Um, I believe the Bible teaches that faith itself is a gift from God that he imparts um, Mm -hmm. to people, to believers. Mm -hmm. And I'd say Ephesians 2, um, 8 through 10 is where I'd go for that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, um, by grace, you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Like I, I view that it as like the whole package. Sure. That God grants the gift of faith by the sovereign desire of the Holy Spirit that no one can control it. The Holy Spirit blows wherever he wishes and imparts the gift of faith. So if faith is there, it's coming as the whole package. Right. And it's going to mean that there's belief, there's desire for good works and that there actually are good works, which fits right in with Ephesians 2.10, you know, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Right. right? That he gives the gift and then says, okay, 
um, I've prepared these for you to do. You've got the Holy Spirit. Um, now go do it. Mm-hmm. How, how does that sit with you? Because we don't always see eye to eye, well, especially just, on the yeah some I, of the what, uh, where faith so- comes sovereignty from. of God yeah. over the individual decision. Well, I'm thinking that I could try to like, I don't want to say devil's advocate for this kind of thing, but like I could try to play the other side, but like I do agree that everything that we have is a gift from God. So I think mm-hmm. we can we consider the agreement at this point and call it good <laughs> instead of trying to debate the particulars of what we mean by the words we're saying. Right. I don't like I I I think the other part about the James discussion and the faith and works discussion is like what James is saying you also see all around Paul. Like it's not like yeah. that that yeah. was a big point of that sermon that I might preach someday is that mm-hmm. like James I don't think James and Paul were fighting each other. I mean, you see at the Jerusalem council that they're on the same page, like there's verses in like, well, it's, it's in one of the pastorals, Titus or the Timothy's where Paul says something like he, God has saved us and called us to a holy life. Like they're right next to each other. Like, yeah, it, it, you're not, you're not saved to go do whatever you want. You're saved for a holy life. Uh, it's, I think Romans six, one, where he's like, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By absolutely no means. Like abs- like that is absolutely not the result of faith is to, is to go off and do your thing because you mentally assent to, to Jesus being Lord. Mm-hmm. Like if your faith does not influence your actions, that's when you should consider is my faith truly faith. If, if you are someone who professes faith in Jesus and you're seeking to live like that, you sh- the, the passage in James should be like an encouragement, not a source of fear. Like, oh, am I doing enough? Because then you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do, which is measuring whether or not you're saved by what you're doing. Well, and next time we get to add Peter's voice to this conversation, because the next I might have to read Peter. His first Peter. I, I don't read first and second Peter very often. Yeah. Well, you've got some time. We got a couple weeks. I like, I like, we yeah. again, so. I like Kingdom of Priests. That's a good, good yeah, verse. Yeah. I'll but. brush up on Peter as well. Thanks for the conversation, Tyler. Um, congratulations on your haircut. Mark, congratulations to you for um, giving a great haircut. Your congratulations pushed over 30 minutes. Goodbye, everybody.